Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. I've been out for a couple of days. I've been personally dealing with a lot of stuff and trying to find the rhythm. And I wasn't even supposed to make a podcast today, but I said, you know what, Davka, when things aren't exactly flying and aren't going great, that's 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 the right time to really make a podcast because it'll bring out something it'll bring something out of me. Things don't always have to be picture perfect for you to give off something to the world sometimes it's in those moments when you're not exactly so so clear about things when you have when you should give something off to the world um but yeah i've just been very overwhelmed but what i want to talk about today is, is purpose in life how to find your purpose in life and how to really stick to that purpose i purpose from what i was taught purpose in life is defined as what's hard for you what's hard for you is where you find your purpose for example, a woman struggling with her modesty level. That, from her struggle with the biggest challenge for her, through that struggle, she's going to find her purpose. Because when she overcomes it, slowly, slowly, surely by surely, that's when she's going to be able to take something from it and learn how to give it off to someone else that's struggling. Because ultimately, everything that we go through, it, on the flip side of opposition, is growth. On the flip side of something that's hard, or it's too hard, I, I, can't, I don't believe I can do it. On the flip side of that is growth. That's where you find growth. And when you want to find your purpose in life, it's A, when things are hard for you, and it's B, something that you love to do. You just find you just have to find a way to connect what you love to do and to bring it up to Hashem. And it's so important to not look for purpose in experience. It's, it's so important to not look for purpose in going to, God forbid, the not kosher places or, go, or doing, God forbid, the wrong things with the opposite gender before marriage. All these things, God forbid, God forbid, I don't even want to like mention it because it's, it's so bad. And what it does to you is so horrible. It, it's this, These things remove you away from your purpose. Finding a person's purpose and finding clarity in life is within yourself. Meaning, I can sit home and I can look in my, on my story on Instagram and see some old friends partying and clubbing and I, I don't sit there and feel like I'm missing out I feel like I feel I kind of feel bad for them you know because they have to go all the way to the city and to spend a thousand dollars for a table and all that just to feel just to feel something while me I can go to the Judaica and I can buy a book for thirty dollars and when reading reading that book you know let's say I don't know something like you can you, you can you can buy something for such a cheaper amount of money and you can retrieve so much more. Like Mikor Judaica, you drive by every day on Avenue P in Coney Island. It's not just a bookstore. It's like literally diamonds in there, like gold. And it's affordable gold. And we just don't we just don't have the right perspective on. People don't have the right perspective. People are not wearing the right glasses. When you're not wearing the right glasses in your life, it's impossible to see your value. It's impossible to see your value. And when you can't see your value and when you think very low of yourself, it's hard to find your purpose. A low self-esteem, low confidence is looking at yourself and saying, you know what, I'm just not worth anything. Let me just let me just throw my life away. Let me just go and, and just live, live life. Live life to the fullest. Yeah, let's just live life. No, it's not living life. <laughs> when people think they want to live life, they want to escape life. You want to live life according to who? According to who is what you're doing proper. According to who is what you're doing correct. What you have to do is to look into yourself and to recognize, wait one second, uh, I'm, 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 I'm the son or the daughter of a king. And being that I'm the son or the daughter of a king, it, makes, it gives me infinite power. It gives me infinite, just for the fact that I was born Jewish, just for the, just for the mere fact that I was born a Jew, and I live my life as a Jew, I re- I remain, my value remains the same. 
It's like the famous mashal where they take the, I don't know if it's a mashal, but the story, whatever, where they take the $100 bill and the guy asks the students, do you want the $100 bill? And, he, and they say, yeah, of course. He, he steps on it and they still want it. He, he splashes water on it, crumbles it up, etc., etc. And no matter what he does to the $100 bill, they still want the $100 bill. And the reason why I'm telling, and, and, and of course they still want it. And the reason why I'm telling you all this is because in order for you to even be able to find your greater, higher purpose, you first have to value yourself. Meaning, a purpose for where you think you are may not be the right purpose. But it, first of all, before you even want to look for a purpose, ask yourself, who am I and what's my value? What am I really worth? When I tell you that your value is worth more than anything on the planet because Hashem chose, you to, chose to make you a Jew, and just the fact that He chose to make you be born a Jew and to have these challenges and to have this sort of lifestyle, it guaranteed means that you can overcome it. And if you don't feel Hashem, and if you don't even want a connection with Him, it's worth it to try. You know why it's worth it to try and to give it the chance? Because you are worth it. You are worth giving a try. You are worth giving it a chance. And it's okay to be you. It's okay to have your life and to have your problems. Don't let anybody tell you the reason why or, or, or you shouldn't or whatever. No, who cares about what people have to say? You are you and that's fine. And if you're struggling with something, that's also fine. But you have to find... You have to look at yourself with, with the right perspective and say, one second, my life is my life. This is what I'm going through. And to give thanks to Hashem. And then when you start to recognize who you are and you start to undo the beliefs that society has put upon you and the things that they placed upon you, which are not true, and the ideas and the identities and the, the, the false labels and all these things, it's not true. Nobody can give you a definition and nobody can judge you for who you are. There's no such thing. The only person that can judge you is Hashem and He can really look at you. And, and no one's ever going to know what Hashem's opinion is, by the way. You can have someone with tattoos and piercings and earrings and He can be on a higher level than someone than a rabbi with a big white beard. You, 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 don't, you don't know anything and don't be fooled by your appearance. Don't be naive to society and don't think just because you see, just because you see something that it means that it's good. You, you, never, you never will know that. And I'm talking to you as if I'm talking to my younger sister. Don't be fooled by people. Don't be deceived by society. Whatever you see is not what you think it is. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that people are fake. It just means that people are people. And, and welcome to the human race. That's what it means. Now, within, after finding out who you are and knowing who you are, which will take some inner reflection and work, which I highly, highly recommend to get a rabbi. I highly, highly recommend to get yourself in a local shiur. And if you're a girl, I highly, highly recommend to reach out to someone. Um, I personally, I'm trying to stop answering messages from girls since I'm a guy. I just don't think it's appropriate. Um, you know, I've taken messages in the past and I've DM back and forth, whatever, with girls who needed advice and I tried to like lead them to the right place. But personally, I'm just I'm for now on. I'm just gonna start recommending to people because I have, I have one woman in Miami, Yafa Palti, and I have another girl in Miami who's 18. Her Instagram page is Amuna Hashem. She has a really big page and she's doing really amazing things. And from now on, I'm just gonna start suggesting people to them because I have a relationship with them. We work together, and they're gonna send me the guys, and I'm gonna send them the girls, only because I think that's appropriate. I obviously don't think I'm even able to understand the girl's problems because I'm let alone trying to understand my own and my own life and we all have a lot to figure out. Um, also, I'm not a rabbi. I'm, spirit, I'm, I'm simply uh, a 22-year-old who's in the same 
test as you're in and I'm just trying to understand it just as much as you. I'm not better than anyone. I just personally, whenever I had a, an op, whenever I had a challenge in my life, I always just tried to look at it from the Torah, the, the Torah's way of, of looking how to fix it. And all I'm, all I'm doing with this podcast and with the content and everything is just simply trying to inspire and to do something good in the world. And you see, what I, everything that I just told you, that was me explaining to you what I believe my purpose is. I believe my purpose is to inspire and to bring people up. Because I know that no matter what happens to a person, I, for some reason, I just know how to really make them smile and make them feel good about themselves. And also to inspire them to make action and to make change. And I promise you that you can listen to all my podcasts and you can watch all my content and it can make you feel good in the whirlwind of emotions and you can really connect to what I'm saying, but it's all worthless. Why? It's all worthless if it doesn't get you to learn Torah. And, you know, me, myself, I, I, I should be embarrassed that I have this platform for such a long time and I don't talk about learning. I, th- I talk about learning Torah, but I don't talk about it enough. Because the truth is, is that the most important thing that a, a person can do, guy or girl, is to learn more Torah and to get connected to a healthy environment. Especially in today's generation, with the younger generation, all, the, all they teach them in high school is how to practice religion. How to practice, how to dress, what to do, how to make brachot. But no one teaches them why. No one teaches them why they should do it. And that's why there's a very big disconnect and it's hard for children to see the beauty in Judaism. I personally think, I'm not a rabbi, but it would make sense to teach kids why to practice and then they're going to want to practice on their own everything else. Teach them the beauty of the religion so they're actually able to explain. You know, go to like any kid and try to ask him, why do you do what you do? What's, what's the beauty? What's the purpose behind it? Or like a goy. You know, sometimes I was in high school and the goy would ask me, why are you doing what you're doing? And I wouldn't have an answer. I would, I would say, I would think to myself before answering him, well, if I don't do it, I'm going to go to hell. Like, that doesn't, that, that, that just makes you a robot. It doesn't make you an independent thinker. You have to become, a, you have to actually know what you're doing. You know, that, that makes you someone that's intelligent and that actually is practicing a religion and knows what he's doing. And then you can be able to mashpia and to give off what you know to other people. So if something in your life is difficult for you, that's exactly where you find purpose. You know, like women, right? There's a reason why the, the, the Torah says, There's a reason why the Torah says that a modest woman to a righteous man and an immodest woman to a wicked man because the whole purpose of a woman is her modesty and to work on it. And that's not, a, that's not a very, that's not a, that's not like a very pressuring statement like, oh, you have to dress modestly. Like, I'm not telling anybody what to do. But what I am saying, I, I'm just being a messenger of what the Torah says, so don't shoot the messenger. But if a woman, her biggest, her biggest test is to work on her modesty. And modesty is discretion. I'm discretion to society what I want to show them. You're not dressing modestly because a man shouldn't look at you. Yeah, maybe it may be part of the reason. It is part of the reason, but that's not the main reason. The main reason is, is that what they should really teach in, in seminaries and yeshiva is that a woman dresses modestly because she knows that she is the daughter of a king and the daughter of a king chooses what she wants to show to society. And the only person that can ever see her um, not dressed a certain way is her husband because their relationship is pure and it has to be pure and it has to stay solid and it has to stay, and it has to stay one. And it's the same thing with the men. Guarding your eyes, it's not because not to look at girls. It's, it's, it's not to put anything into your soul that's not pure, that's not holy. And that'll only damage your soul and it'll get you farther away from your true purpose. Everything in this world is Hevel Havalim. That's what Shlomo HaMelech says in, 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 I think, Kohelet. He says that everything in this world is Hevel Havalim. What does that mean? Is that everything in this world doesn't exist. Someone gets a nice car. Oh, a nice car. No, the car... 
The car is Hevel Havalim. Everything, everything you can imagine, the money, the fame, the, the girls, the, the, the parties, everything, it's all, it's all not real. You know why it's not real? Because it doesn't sustain itself. What does that mean? If you have to constantly go out for something and to constantly, you know, devour in it, then and to, in order to, to fill something in yourself that you're lacking, that's not something that is real. That is Hevel Havalim. Materialism is not real. The only thing that we should be investing in if we want to truly grow in our lives is actual real spiritual growth. You have to jump on the spiritual plane because that will bring you higher and higher. It's very easy to be like a pigeon, you know, and to just be average and to get high and to smoke weed and to, you know, get drunk and go out and then just be like everyone else. Granted. But if you want to be above average, you have to soar high. You have to be an eagle. You don't see many eagles. If you go to the boardwalk in Brooklyn, you see tons and tons of pigeons, but you don't really see eagles. You see them every now and then. That, that's, why, that's why I'm telling you that if you want to become great, you have to truly invest in yourself. You can listen to all the self-help podcasts and all the, you know, you can listen to Gedalia and you can listen to me and you can listen to rabbis on YouTube and you can have a rabbi and you can have the best, you know, your, 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 your rabbi can be Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef and you can learn with him Chavruta two hours a day. But ultimately, if you don't want to grow, if you don't want to change, you're not going to change because the only person that's responsible for where you are in your life is you. And if you're going to point the finger at other people, then that's just your mistake because you're, you're, just, you're just not accurate. You're, you're not accurate. And you have to really stop for a second and stop blaming people for your life not, not being the way you want it to be. That's the victim mindset. The only person that's responsible for your actions is you. You decide what to do, how to speak, what to say. Yes, sometimes other people's opinions may be in your mind and sometimes you may feel like a little bit of a pressure to fit into a certain role. But ultimately, the only person that's in charge of your life and can really make a difference in your own life is you. And I've seen that in my own life. The moment that I stopped following what everybody else wanted and started to actually really care about what Hashem thinks of me, that's when I saw my life start to change. And... Baruch Hashem, things get better and things will improve. But you need to ha- you need to mold for yourself a soul, like a like a very strong, uh, you know, a care for only for what Hashem thinks of you. And when you care about what Hashem thinks of you, and when you actually want to regain control of your life and to actually, you know, be responsible for where you're headed, that's when you can truly start to grow. Because growth will only come from things that are difficult for you. It'll only come from things that are difficult for you. It's not going to be easy to get up and go to Shiur. It's not going to be easy to start researching about modesty and why should I connect to Hashem or to start or to, or to stop with the Shmi'at Brit and why should I keep the Brit? It's too hard, etc., etc. All these things are not going to be easy. But all these things, when you, actually, when you actually grow from them and you actually learn the right information and you actually start to control yourself, that's when you're going to start to find yourself becoming a happier person. Because... A happy person is someone that is content exactly where they are and they don't need anything in order to increase or to decrease from their happiness. Happiness is not found by, by, by wasting your week's salary and buying a table at a club and to impress people that you don't even care about. Happiness is found by simply understanding that you're exactly where you need to be and where you are is where you need to grow. Read books, learn information, learn Torah, go to a local shiur, connect to a local rabbi. You know, you know how amazing it is to have a rabbi in your life. Like, like these, these, these—they're not just rabbis. They're, 
Like truly, if you have a rabbi that you learn with, you should really get him a gift. Like these people, they're amazing people. They don't make the most money and they, they take all the phone calls from everybody in the community and nobody ever checks to see how the, how the rabbis are feeling. You know, you only call the rabbi when you have a problem and he's always there to listen to you and to give you the best advice and da Torah and to give you time from his time. Like these people are truly amazing people and we owe them so, so much. And we truly have so much to thank and to at least have them in our community. But, you know, there's so much good in life. And you can only have one thought at this, one thought at once. You can't have two thoughts at once. And it's so important to just always look for the good in life. And even though you may feel unclear and you may feel uncertain and you may not know where you're going, that's dafka the time where you can grow. Because instead of throwing your life away and making silly, silly mistakes and silly decisions, and 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 going to live life and experience and to just do whatever, you have to look at yourself and say, one second, what am I doing and where am I going? I think it was either Rav Yisrael Salanter or the Mislat Yisharim where it says that a person needs to take 10 minutes a day, 5 or 10 minutes a day to do a real cheshbon nefesh and to ask himself every single day and to have a real, real cheshbon nefesh with God and say, what am I doing and where am I going? And that means to stop what you're doing, to close the phone, everything off, sit in the quiet place and to think, do I like my life? No. Why do I not like my life? Do I like my life? Yes, where can I improve? Always look to grow. Always look to grow and to improve and to conquer and to do more. And whatever you think you can do, it's not true because you can always do more. The problem is, is that your mind will set, will set limits on you. But those limits simply only exist in your mind, not in reality. If you think that you can only run three miles, I guarantee you that you can run 20. Why? Because I believe that you can. And if you really push yourself to your limits, you'll be able to. But when, you, but when you tell yourself that you can only run three, after one mile, you're already going to start to be tired. And that's only 1% of your true potential. And you can take that parable to your entire life. You, th- you think you can only learn for five minutes because Torah is so hard to learn. But I guarantee you that if you actually put your heart into it, you're not going to want to leave and you'll be there for hours learning and, and ingesting it like, like, like a desperate person. Because t- when you really taste the beauty of Torah and when you really sit down and break your head and, and understand something, it's the greatest happiness in the world. And I'm speaking from experience. I've tried everything. I've, I've been around whatever, whatever you can think of. And the, the, the greatest satisfaction and the greatest happiness and fulfillment that I've ever received in my entire life was sitting down and really breaking my head on the Gemara. And when you really understand, and there were there a couple of times in my life where I really broke my head on the Gemara for hours. Until today, I can tell you exactly the whole Gemara and, what, and how, hap- how it happened because I really like acquired my Torah. And 20 years can go by and I'll probably still remember it. That's how much I really earned that Torah. And like you're really proud of it because you, you took a piece of Hashem's Torah and you really like, you earned it. You made it yours. And why should you learn Torah? Because it's simple. Like I say all the time, Torah comes from the word in Hebrew, Hora'ah, instructions. Who created the human DNA? Who created the human mind? Who created all the things that you're experiencing and going through and, and the life is so, so hard? Who created everything? Hashem. Hashem. You want to be happy? It's in the Torah. You want satisfaction? It's in the Torah. You want to feel good about yourself? It's in the Torah. You want to have confidence? I can bring you 150 sources about why you should believe in yourself. 150. And I'm not just saying that. I'm actually working on a confidence course that I'm going to release soon. And I might even charge for it because it's taking a lot of time to put together. But I can bring you 150 sources from the Torah about confidence. Confidence, pure confidence. Why you should ask questions and why you shouldn't be scared of who you are and why you should, you know, really, really 
believe in yourself and, and go for big things and conquer and, and go for a lot. Confidence sources from the Torah, 150. And that's remarkable. That is truly, truly remarkable. Everything you want is in the Torah. Believing in yourself, low self-esteem, low self-confidence, um, anxiety, depression. Ev- the, the, the answer to everything is there. The question is, are you going to open it? Are you going to be honest with yourself? And are you going to truly work on it? And when you, when you put all these things together, that's when you're going to be able to grow. But the key is, like I said, be honest with yourself. Be honest with where you are, what you can handle, and use everything and apply it to the real you. Don't be scared of what people are going to think. Don't think about everyone's opinion. It's not important. The most important person in your story is you because you're the main character. The main character wants to come out successful. It doesn't want to come out pleasing people and living a life that's not theirs. Life goes by quick. You want to live a life of your own or you want to live a life of, of the person down the block because you want to maintain a good shidduch profile. It doesn't make any sense. You have to be honest. You have to be honest. And if you can't be honest with your rabbi about, about everything because you're scared that he might look at you a different way or may not say something good on the shidduch call or whatever it may be, then that's not the right rabbi. The right rabbi is someone that's going to cry with you and that's someone that's also going to bring you up on your, on your biggest moments and someone that's really going to love you. And that's not bashing any sort of rabbis, but everybody has what they need. Everybody is going to have what they, what, what they want to fit to. And again, if you need a rabbi, if you need a place to learn, I know almost every shul in Brooklyn, who's the rabbi there, and I can, I can probably assess to, to your level what you need. And Bezat Hashem, we continue to grow and to reach bigger highs together. I want to give a blessing to everyone listening that you should find your true purpose in life and you should have a lot of lot of success and hatzlacha and it should be easy to overcome what's difficult and you shouldn't give up and you should at least try. It's okay to fail, but it's, I'd rather you fail a hundred times than not to try once because after you fail a hundred times, the hundred and first time you might be successful. It's like, it's like making sales. You know, you, you call a hundred people. Eventually, one guy has to have to say yes. So eventually, if you keep trying with Shmirat Abrit and you fall and you fall and you fall and you fall, you're going to get better. But just keep trying. Don't give up so fast. Have a, have a little bit of a resilient mindset. Yeah, the breath is hard. I keep falling. But try, try. Keep trying. Keep trying. Don't, don't be scared to try. If anything, you have to try. Hashem wants to see you try and fail. He wants to see that you're trying. You'll get rewarded for trying. Not for not trying at all because you think you can't do it. No, believe in yourself that you can do it and try. It's hard? Fine. Everything is going to be hard. But I don't believe in the word hard. The, the main thing is, is to get to the destination. What's the destination? A life of happiness. A life of fulfillment. A life of growth. A life where you overcome Shmirat Abrit. A life where a woman works on her modesty and loves it and gives it over to the whole world. Imagine all the women would be like that in the world. Imagine all the women, instead of saying modesty is so hard, let me go look to see what I connect to in modesty and let me use it to build myself. And then the, and then the other one builds the other one and the other one builds the other one. You're going to build a society of strong people. Bezrat Hashem. So I want to give a blessing to everyone listening that you should overcome what's hard for you in your life. And it's not even that hard because if you really try, Hashem will help you. And if you're not married, you should get married this year, Bezrat Hashem, to the right person and only with the right things that should happen. Everything should work out smoothly and it should be good and you should have a long life of happiness, fulfillment and satisfaction. And you should have good shalom bayit and you should have ease in your parnasah and everything should come to you and you should be happy and healthy and wealthy and successful and everything should work out. Because I only want the best for you people listening and I want the best for the world and I want to put this message to the whole world. 
guys it's so it's so important to just believe that you can try and to have a little bit of a resilient mindset it takes you such a long way in life please try have a great day